Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay comfortable comments. All right. All star reserves, baby. This was interesting because of the injuries, too. I feel yeah. like it, it kind of one, I don't understand how that works. If if you're injured and you can't play in the all-star game, do you still get it on your your resume? And there's a player yeah. that yeah. gets put in. You get it as an accolade, yeah. And then the player that gets re- put in gets it on the accolade too. So like yeah. there could be yeah. potential extra all-stars. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's happened a few times too. Hmm. So it's um because I know like there was like a few times that like we'll say hypothetically speaking, like, you know, Shaq would, or like Yao Ming would make the all-star game and didn't play so somebody else would get in in the spot and stuff like that because i remember when yao ming made it one day only played like three games because like China voted all in. of all of asia they said it was all of asia <laughs> voted this man into the all-star game <laughs> so they was doing their due diligence getting my man's an all-star game so now that was like who was the Warriors' big man? Uh, Zaza, right? Oh yeah, he, he almost made. He it. almost got. A, he almost became a starter because of you know his home country voting for him. Yeah, and that's when they had to change the rules about what's the percentage of fan voting. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we're changing this shit. This shit's <laughs> going crazy this. right now. So, right. I mean, like Clay Thompson was like fifth or like he was like seventh in yeah. Western Conference guard voting, and like you look at like, when's the Clay Thompson had playing game in two years? <laughs> <laughs> man is out here getting more all-star votes than De'Aaron Fox. So it shows you everything that is wrong with the all-star game voting. Yeah. So my biggest question is, though, because if Kevin Durant is an all-star starter, and now I know Tatum has taken his place in the all-star game starting lineup, who goes to become a captain now for the, for the Western Conference? Like, does Tatum... Does he become it? The next vote getter. That, that's what I think, yeah. He should be the next highest vote getter okay. for the East. So... This is the interesting question because I think LeBron has the first vote. Who does he select with his first vote? Can we say the reserves first? Can we say yeah, the go reserves? Yeah, because yeah, we never we gave our um, analysis last week, but I don't think we ever actually gave our reserves. Did we? Yeah, I thought we gave our reserves. Yeah, we did. No, we did. no, no, we did. but we didn't list we, we the actual ones. Oh, the, yeah. list the actual we, reserves? We have the we actual the ones, ones right here, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the ones that made the actual reserve list right now are Jason Tatum, or in the East, in the East Conference is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Juice Randall, Ben Simmons, Vucevic, and Sabonis. Word. And then in the Western Conference, we got Anthony Davis, PG, Rudy Gobert, Logo Lillard, Spider Mitchell, CP3, The Hulk, and Devin Booker. Was D Booker replacement? Zion Williamson. Yeah. He was (laughs) was replacement for who? AD. Yeah, and Sabonis is a replacement for KD. I don't know if there's any other injuries. I think those are the only two, right? Who's yeah, the all-star yeah, game yeah. coach? Who's the coaches right now? Um, I don't know who. The, oh, Quinn Doc Schneider. Rivers for the Eastern Conference and Quinn Snyder for the for the West. Yeah. Yo, if you're Quinn Snyder, right? Do you play LeBron forty minutes in the all-star game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can tell LeBron what to do. Yeah. Right, <laughs> an all-star game, a game that he doesn't even want to be yeah. there. Quinn Snyder is the face, and then LeBron's just like assistant coach LeBron James, like <laughs> head coach LeBron Interim James, head coach, first first assistant Quinn Snyder. <laughs> no, some, no, like I don't know why good. coaches, I don't know why coaches never done that in all-star game. Like I'm forcing, like if I have like 
for example, like from Popovich, and like this is like a year like the Lakers and, and Spurs are going at it. Yeah. yeah, Shaq and Kobe are playing 48 minutes. They will not <laughs> come out the game. We won't even take timeouts. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, Kobe, I want to see if you can score 100 in the All Star game. Like, I'd say some shit like, yeah, I don't really think you can do it. Yo, what's your pregame speech if you're the coach? Like, yo, um, for those who just made the team, get comfortable on the bench. Enjoy. <laughs> you got the jersey, so that's pretty cool. But the minutes, those won't come tonight. <laughs> oh, man, so the All-Star game is going to be on March 7th. That's next, Sunday. Oh, that's next Sunday. That's, that's yeah, a week from Should now. we do a live yeah. during do the All-Star game? Let's do a live during the slam dunk contest. At least during half, because that's halftime, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it half? Oh, it's halftime. We could do that. Oh, interesting. Yep. Interesting. We can go on our on our on our social. Actually, hey, Trev, can you pull up the slam dunk contest winners? Have they confirmed who it is? I know Obi Toppin's supposed to be one. Um, oh, they're showing the winners. I feel like dudes have been uh, teasing it right now, but I don't even know if they've announced it. How many Diallo Derek Jones won? Derek Jones won last year. I remember Derek Jones won last year. I remember that because that was when D Wade um, fucked everything up with uh, Gordon. Aaron Gordon was supposed to win this. Oh yeah, Uh, and D Wade was like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Derek Jones was on the Heat, right? Yep. Yeah. Now that thing, who's like the John Wall got robbed because they didn't even call it a slam dunk contest that year. It was like he was like the slam sprite slam dunker of the year. Yo, remember no, how bad that... that Jeremy Evans dunk contest was? <laughs> when I don't even think Jeremy Evans was like on a real roster. Yo, he just that... happened to get the uniform a week before the dunk contest. Who did Zach Levine go up against? And it was it 2016 when Aaron, got... the, Aaron Gordon. The 2016 season. Aaron Gordon was, got robbed. Yeah, but the 2016 season was the greatest season in NBA history. Mm. The greatest season in NBA history. Because that was, one, the last year Kobe Bryant played. So he had a 60-point night. The best dunk contest we've seen since, since obviously, you know, that since then. Obviously, since, like, the Vince Carter dunk contest. But it was, like, the best, you know, obviously, back-to-back dunk contest, like, yeah. competition. Then we've got the 73-win Warriors. Yep. We've got them coming back 3-1 to against um, the Thunder. Mm. And then we've got them losing in the finals up 3-1. So that was Kobe's farewell tour, and that was Paul Pierce was trying to get on that bandwagon too, right? And Kobe and Draymond Green, Green had words. Paul Pierce might have been in the league at this point. We really don't remember. Like, no bullshit. After Paul Pierce <laughs> left the Celtics, I really don't remember oh, how people for real? like that. Like, he was just out there at this point. Paul Pierce, one of them dudes you see in 2K, like, shit, he's still in the league? Like a a Jared Dudley situation. Like, after Jared Dudley left BC, I'm like, yo, this nigga really, like, he's in the league? (laughs) Still? Man's just eating up contracts. That's all he was just for. Yo, so, so, um, we got this Jalen and, uh, Jason topic. What's that about? Yeah, so this was interesting. I saw earlier this week. Um, an anonymous source came out and said, um, an anonymous player came out and said um, that Tatum and Brown can't be your superstars. Uh, yes. The only thing they do to help their, they only do things to help their game. They don't get anyone else easy shots. All they know how to do is score. They don't turn down tough shots to get a guy an easy shot. So teams are onto them. This was an anonymous player sometime last week that was reported to have recently played against the Celtics. Mm. 
I 100 percent agree. That's nothing. That's nothing new, though. Hey, wasn't I like they're not superstars? Hold up. No, 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 no. I'm saying like the analysis. analysis is that's nothing new. Well, the there's point, like five superstars in the NBA that I consider super. Actually, I'll say there's like seven superstars in the NBA. Yeah, yeah that's. And fair. there's a bunch of there's a there's a good amount of stars. Yeah. And then like you go like superstars, you've got stars, you've got very good players. Tatum and them, Tatum and Brown are stars. Stars. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like stars are guys that can be part of a championship team with yep. the right chemistry. Superstars are like you put them on this team. This team is a contender no matter what. Mm. That is Ooh. great, Moo, because I'd be having this argument with one of my boys. <laughs> Tatum is a star. Yeah. Luka Doncic is a superstar. Yes. Yes. That's the, the, the yeah. Thank you. Sorry. That is we're having that argument. We're having an argument. Jokic, Jokic is a superstar. Yeah. Jokic Wait, Luka, is a Luka's not a superstar, Kareem? No, he is. I oh, want to say he's a superstar, but how's his team playing? They're still uh-huh. trying to figure that out. <laughs> They're still <laughs> solid enough to win games. They he's they should be. They bro. should be. And they win they lose some games they shouldn't. They also can never get it. Like, for instance, to play a basketball game. Did you guys see what Luca did to the Celtics? D, I'm with you. I wanted to be a superstar, but if, according to your logic, you know, they need to be a better than Jason Tatum. He's better than Jason Tatum. Everybody, everybody says that. That was the point I'm making. He's better than Jason Tatum. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, who would you let go? Who would you trade? Who would you let go? No, you don't have to let go of him. You need a better roster. You, I, yeah, you need a like I said, you need you need to funnel this roster with a lot better talent than they have right now. Like I'm sorry, but Tristan Thompson yep. cannot be on, on the court with Tice. You can't have Tice and Tristan Thompson on the court. <clears> they keep the playing time. them together. Robert Williams should be playing a lot more minutes than both of them combined. Yeah, for, he should be starting. So do you yeah. think it just boils down to like coaching style, like Brad Stevens? Do you think no? It's, it boils down to Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge <laughs> sucks at his job. I'm sorry. Danny Ainge hustled two people and it got him one championship. Yeah, and it also like got him. No one wants to trade with the Celtics no more because they saw how they fleeced two people. Yes, yeah. thank you, D. Bro, how thank did they you. to be honest? Like we fleeced Brooklyn and Brooklyn's better than us now. So what did what did mm. it really get us? Exactly. Because people because after that, people were like, I'm not dealing with the Celtics. No, people aren't dealing with the Celtics because the Celtics never want to lose a deal. The Celtics have only one time exactly. taken a chance on a deal. And that was when thing. they got Kyrie Irving. That's the only time they've taken a chance in, on a deal. And to be honest, obviously, it didn't work out in the end. But still, you have to make that deal. Nine times out of ten, you still make that deal. I think there's multiple reasons. One being, like you guys said, the fact that they have this like history of trying to take advantage of teams. Nobody really wants to try and deal with them. But then, two, players don't seem to really want to be in or stay in Boston for whatever not reason. Not a desirable It's not. Location. And you would think it would be. It's Boston. But for no. whatever reason, whether it's the coaching, whether it's nah, the – we know a reason. It's desirable for people <laughs> like us. You know what the reasons are. You know what the reasons are? We know what the reasons are. You don't we might. We, Boston, we might. But but it's crazy. The biggest free agent was, is, is Gordon, right? Yes. The biggest the free, free, the biggest free uh, agent. AD's turning them down. In our – yeah. Players like AD have turned them down because of plenty of like dog. Even the Red Sox, bro, you just gonna let Moogie go? Yeah, that shit was nuts. But the thing chip? about it is, like, at least so and with so, a chip. So no, no. But listen to this, though. Listen to this. The Boston Red Sox can do whatever the fuck they want because they are the second best run organization up here. 
Like, bro, like the Boston Red Sox have won four championships since yeah. 2004. That's so, like the Boston Red Sox, they understand like how everything goes. The Boston Red Sox won to cut costs. So I was like, okay, obviously trading Mookie Betts like obviously wasn't the best move, but like you understand, like, okay, we don't want to be in that luxury tax hell, especially when we're giving bad contracts, like to Avaldi. Who has he played since? Chris, Chris Sale, who said he wants to retire. Red Sox, we're still paying David Price, and he doesn't even play for us. Y'all just stopped paying uh, Pedroia. Exactly, like bro, we paid Pedroia, and Pedroia hasn't played since like we won a uh, World Series in 2013. Like I have not seen Pedroia on the field since that year. Pedroia was like, yo, when we won the World Series two years ago, Pedroia was like the third highest paid player on the team and hadn't even stepped on it. Yeah, he that was daylight robbery. Exactly. It's, it's, it's fair to say the Celtics have lived off of their what was it, 2008, 2007? Yes, 2008 championship. Yo, they yes, that bro. trip like it was four and, chips, bro. Yeah, bro. bro, it's it's crazy. Like that team was a dynasty. We bro. we talk right? about this though, but like it's just like the mentality, like fucking Paul Pierce on here, like mm-hmm. uh KG. Nah, like, nah, KG's KG, come down to earth a little Kendrick, bit. Yeah, but like Kendrick better. too, like Kendrick Perkins, like yo, Perkins doesn't oh, Kendrick talk Perkins about is living off of this, bro. No, Kendrick Perkins does not talk about this championship team like that. No, but he's he living off the players. No, he oh, is. He is living oh, off of that. Yeah, but yeah. you get him where you fit in. Perkins <laughs> is, is a well-traveled veteran. Like yo, you get right. you get where you fit in. Like bro, like we're looking at Any all the people like on television right now. Like bro, we like snatched Ryan Hollins. Like Ryan Hollins is on television right now talking about <laughs> basketball. You ask ten people who Ryan Hollins Ryan? is. Ryan Scalabrini. Yeah, that's at least true. Brian Scalabrini is entertaining. That, no, that's no, uh, no, he's not. No, that's he's not. That's the that's the that's the that's a homer thing. That's a homer thing. I enjoy Brian Scalabrini on TV. Yeah, he's a fan he's a favorite. No, 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 because I didn't like um Tommy Heinsohn at all. So it's not a homer <laughs> thing. <laughs> Tommy, <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Heinsohn is my guy. But there's been a few times where he was. Very close to saying <laughs> some shit on the air. Yo, they like, look up no one, They always go on YouTube mic. and look up Ricky Davis Miss Dunk Yo, and oh tell me God. if Tommy Hudson wasn't so close to trying to say something. My uh, eyes forsaking me, or is that a nigga <laughs> telling me what to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. Like Tommy Heisen, like he's a he's a nice guy, but like as a radio personality, it's like he gets a little too comfortable Yo, with what he, he has to into, say. Yeah, yep. Like especially like when he talks about LeBron. Oh my god! Like if he could spit on somebody way. during a game, it would have been <laughs> oh LeBron. My god, <laughs> oh, chill, bro. Yo, <laughs> made this Yo, man bro. rest in peace. Yo, for yeah. real. But damn. Tommy Heisen is still my guy. Tommy, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm yeah. saying. Yo, that shit is jokes. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, but Celtics definitely got some work to do, though. Uh, yeah. so we, it's it's fixable, though. It's fixable. It is. It is. It's not <laughs> it's as bad as, as what people are saying. You know, Tatum and Brown aren't superstars, but they yeah. could be. Very, they both. They very well could be in the future. They need to fix the roster. Mm. That's that's they, what it they comes down to. Need to get healthy to. and they need to fix the roster. Yeah, it, I think when Marcus healthy. Smart comes back, it's a different team. I also believe that I take back my comments on. Um, Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard can actually play. So I take back me shitting on him because he's actually a hooper. I also like Naismith too. I thought, you know, he was, when I saw him with that leather members only jacket, I was like, oh, there's no way this dude succeeds in NBA. (laughs) But 
but but he actually is playing well. The Celtics just need to figure out their identity and stop giving Teague and Thompson minutes. They might as well just cut them, to be completely honest. Open up roster spots for like some G League guys, to be honest. It, yeah, they owe some time after the break, so we'll see what they do after this All Star break. Gives them time to get healthy. Like no bullshit. If I'm Tatum or Brown, I'm holding out of this All Star game. Get rest. Well, with another All Star in the news, who like to sit out and get rest, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Uh, he he made some comments this week. Uh, Kareem, you got those comments? Yeah, so earlier this week, he uh, posted a image on his Instagram um, with a Photoshop of Kobe as the NBA logo and, uh, you know, had some things to say amongst them being Black Kings built this league. Um, and in so many words, was saying he believes that Kobe should be the logo. So this caused, you know, some some discussion, some debate about Jerry West being the logo, of course, people had to bring race into it because they felt like Kyrie wasn't bringing race into it. So the idea of Jerry West being the logo, him being a white player in a predominantly black sport, you know, how he became the logo. Um, and then also the idea of like having somebody who's recently died become the logo, you know, like, is that, does that make sense? Is that what the league wants to start doing? Not that the league is even entertaining this idea, but, um, you know, <clears throat> Kyrie speaking his thoughts, speaking you know, his feelings uh, caused quite a discussion um, about, you know, the logo and its history. I don't know. So what do you guys think? Like, is this, would you guys even enter, entertain this idea of changing the logo in the first place? I think, and, my fault, Rain. I think no. um, Kobe too soon. I, I love Kobe. Don't get me wrong. I love Kobe. I love Michael Jordan and what they did for the, you know, the league. But if we're going to talk about, you know, Jerry West being the face of the NBA, we got to talk about a hidden figure. We got to talk about Bill Russell for what he did on the court and what he did off the court. You know, if you think about Jerry West only won <laughs> a NBA championship in 1972, Bill Russell was out here dominating damn near all of the 60s. Right in the city of Boston, where they, this was a championship, an integrated team. He won three championships, I believe, as a player coach. But the Celtics could not sell out TD Garden during that time. Why? Because you got a black man winning shit. Right? Multiple, too. Multiple. Right. It was, it was multiple blacks on the team. You know, exactly. JoJo White, rest in peace. Yep. Um. John Thompson was on um, some of these teams. Right. So the city of Boston never embraced. Never embraced them. Never and embraced them at all. When you think about, you know, sports history in the city of Boston, people talk about Bobby Orr. During the 60s, the Bruins sucked. But in the 70s, you got this, this great white hope, you know, Bobby Orr. You got Larry Bird. That's what people associate, you know, the game with. You don't talk about Bill Russell. Actually, and then when you think about it, right, in 2013, they just had an unveiling of a Bill Russell statue in 2013 outside of TD Garden. No, it's not even outside of TD Garden. Not even outside of TD Garden. We're, we didn't want it there. Okay. Sorry. Thank, thank you for that. But but that but you, you see what I'm saying? Like, he's not. He, it, he it, should it, have one. He should, he have, should a, have a giant one. statue in he, front of he TD. Should, he should have one. Yeah. But it's not being talked about. And, and that's where my frustration is. 
shout out to to Kyrie for you know bringing this up but I think it one no disrespect to Kobe I love Kobe I love his game I love everything that he's done for the game but you know if we really going to talk about it we got to talk about guys who came before him who came before Mike you know what I'm saying that that's where I'm at on this yeah I completely agree with that too um like I said a lot of it has to, a lot of it at this time has to do with the fact that it's still fresh in our mind the whole um that you know, obviously we, we've just hit a year of um, Kobe's passing, but I feel, I do agree with Kyrie that there are a lot of black Kings that, you know, began this game and, and, you know, brought it to different heights. So I think that the logo should be, you know, obviously should be one of those players from, you know, the integration period, the sixties and seventies and, and, and even like some of the eighties and stuff like that. You got guys like, you know, even guys like Magic Johnson or um, Dr. J, you know what I'm saying? Like these are guys that pioneered the game to get it to a point that we have guys like Kobe Bryant that we have guys like Kevin Durant. These are guys that, you know, they looked up to, they, they set the president of what the league should be. They put, they were the faces of the league, you know what I'm saying? George Gervin, guys like that, that, you know, don't get brought up in history. So, I mean, I, I completely understand where Kyrie Irving's coming from, but I feel there's so many more people that deserve their recognition before that. Wilt Chamberlain, you know, guys that played in that era deserve their recognition for what they did to the game. Because we're looking at a league that's been around for, we're looking at what, 67, we had 70, 80 years maybe? It's gotta be, it's gotta be close on in that area. But, you know, we've got guys that have, you know, set great paths for people to continue to develop um, this great game. So I believe, you know, the NBA logo should eventually be changed. I'm going to throw my names that I believe that should be out there, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's of the world and things like that. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like if we do change the logo, it needs to be a person that's not remembered just for what they did as a basketball player. Right. We want to put somebody up there that has a lasting impact. And obviously, yes, Kobe Bryant does have that impact. But, I mean, Bill Russell was playing during, you know, segregation, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was playing during segregation when these people who would sell out arenas in all throughout the country, but, you know, they still would have to sleep in basements of hotels. You know what I'm saying? They weren't allowed in the same hotels as other players. So I feel they need to get their recognition too. You're talking about people that have uh, done things on and off the court. There's somebody who maybe shouldn't be mentioned, but maybe 20, 30 years down the line, you know, could be the new logo. We won't do that. We won't do that. We won't do that. <laughs> I refrain from it. <laughs> there, there's people that there's cool people it, that Ray. have done enough. <laughs> cool it now. We Making almost got we, we almost got move. through the podcast without. I agree. Hey, hey, I ain't technically. Right, right. Technically, I think we did say did we did say the word today. Oh yeah, yeah. we did. We did. Because we did. did we did mention. Did he get named? Also. Yeah, because we said he was the other captain. I think you're right. We won't. Yeah, yo. What you think, D? I think you guys just eloquently said everything that I could (laughs) ever say. You guys killed that. I have nothing else to say. You guys, you guys, yeah, murdered that one. But do you think? No, I'm not even gonna go there. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it for uh, another time. Not gonna go there. It's just it's an interesting discussion, but it's such a tough one because 
to find the right timing to actually change the logo and to not make it look like a publicity stunt or like a memorial of somebody. Um, like it, it's tough for me to imagine it actually happening, like kind of for those reasons, but yeah, it, it's just interesting when you look at the history of it, I suppose. We got uh, Black History Month, yo. Everybody get a chance. Oh, go ahead, Green. I was gonna say 28 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, it's the last day right now, man. Mm-hmm. We got a few hours left of uh, Black History Month. Yeah, good thing y'all reminded me. I haven't posted nobody today. Sheesh. Slacking. Y'all watched Judas and the Black Messiah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that and I watched uh, the United States versus Billy Holiday and just <clears throat> that just released. I want to say on Friday, it's past Friday, but it's just so funny how like the FBI uh, did everything in their power to try to dismantle the credibility of some of these powerful black figures. And then you fast forward to the late 80s, early 90s, the NWA, you know what I'm saying? And them trying to, you know, shut them down. So it's just it's shit is crazy. And you still got the KKK out here running rampant, bro. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You got the Proud Boys. You got all these different white supremacist groups just out here, you know, doing their dirt and shit. But we got hours upon hours of recordings of, you know, surveillance of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, uh, Fred Hampton. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, I think movies like this are great for me because it's, it, it is a historical piece. It, it does help educate, you know, it's a movie. So, you know, maybe not everything's perfectly accurate but it does help people to educate themselves. And then it also creates interest into learning more about what, what mm-hmm. really happened to these people. But it's also so frustrating when you realize that this stuff is going on and, and it makes you kind of like, I wanna say almost understand that this stuff could be and probably still is going on with other prominent figures in, in today. Uh, and even in recent history and I think yeah. that's what I like I enjoy a movie like this but it's also infuriating to know that this has happened and that more likely than not it will continue to happen because right. of the power I feel like because of the power the government has because of you know the years of historically oppressing certain people because of the power that uh, you know certain groups can create right you know? What, what I did not like about Judas and the Black Messiah was that it was told from the perspective of the FBI informant, uh, Bill O'Neill. So it, I felt like it, it kind of made the audience try to like empathize with them. Like, oh shit, like what would you do if you were in that situation? But fuck that. Like, you know what I'm saying? You were, you were working with the feds to get you know, an easier time off. And that resulted in killing someone who looked like you, who was for a good cause and um, who was for change for the movement. And then seeing his boss who was reporting directly to J. Edgar Hoover, who at one point was just kind of like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, I didn't think we were going to do like, you know what I'm saying? It tried just, it, I felt like it just humanized like these people who were on the other side of the, who were, you know, supposed to be protecting and serving our people um who were just out here doing shady shit you know what i'm saying so like the just the title of the movie judas and the black messiah like it was just told from his perspective and 
I think that last scene where he was doing the interview for that documentary, um, I think, I don't think he necessarily regretted it because if you look at like the closing credits, the dude received like $200,000 and own a gas company for, for, for his work, right? Infiltrating the Black Panther Party. Um, I don't think he necessarily regretted it. I think he just didn't want to be perceived by his family or by his son. I think that was the question, you know, if your son sees his documentary, you know, how do you feel about this? I think that's what was tripping him up. You know what I mean? But I don't know. That's what I'm still wrestling oh, with. No, but he I just, killed himself after that. Bro. Yeah, I know. I know he killed himself, but I'm just saying, like, did he really regret what he did or was it I just... Think that, I think that said he regretted it. Nah, I think... Nah, bro. I don't know. I just think he... I think it was more so the way he was perceived. And, and right, and you, and rightfully so, D. Like, maybe he couldn't tell anybody that he was an FBI informant until years later, but I don't know. I think that was planned, man. I think he was like, yo, I'm about to say this shit before I go, and then I'm I'm going. Like, he had to get it off his chest. And uh, But, yeah, man, it was I, – I wanted to see more – I didn't mind it being told from, from a standpoint of Bill. Yeah. I just wanted to see more Fred. Right. I wanted to see more characterization of Fred. And so if that means sacrificing more Bill, that's fine with me. That was my gripe with the movie is that it didn't it didn't really get into the psyche of Fred Hampton. That's what I wanted to see. Like this dude was 21 years old, but had the foresight to know to be smart enough to say, yeah, we're smarter together than apart. So let me go talk to the white dudes. Let me go talk to the Puerto Ricans. Let me go talk to the gay people. And we're all going to form a rainbow coalition and go against the establishment like that. that so far, this he's taking so far beyond his years, let alone thinking so far beyond his time. And just like how what happened to him in his childhood that he got that education and that knowledge, just have that foresight to do stuff like run the uh, breakfast program, which now is being adopted by all public schools that run the mm-hmm. breakfast program because of mm-hmm. the Black Panthers. So it's like I want to see I want to get into a mind of that dude because he's a genius. And I want to see his innovation and how that all came to be. I want to know that story. Yeah. So like from a movie standpoint. I thought the movie was fine. I get why they told it from, I thought it was like an artistic choice to show it from Bill's point mm-hmm. point of view. So I was like here or there with that, but I was like, I, I thought this was a missed opportunity to really detail who Fred was. And I think that would have brought forth a, re, a, a better performance from Daniel Kaluuya. Cause I just thought I, he, he did a good job, but it was just like, it was just there. I don't know. When I, I imagine that was very, um, uh, very specific in terms of the director's decision to take that point of view as to yeah. not be too one-sided in the movie. You know, if you take the FBI's point of view, people will have assumptions about your goals for making this movie. You take, you know, Fred's point of view, you have the assumption. So I think trying to find that medium, if there is a medium, something like that, where you mm-hmm. can empathize with a guy put in a situation was what the director was thinking would be a good way to tell this story. But I agree with you too. I would like to see, you know, more about, you know, Fred and, and his like upcoming and like you said, D, just like his thinking, he's so ahead of his time in terms of how he viewed, you know, how to bring people together, how to create these groups of people that could really, you know, make change. Um, like maybe that's a piece for like a, a biopic, biopic, but like, uh, I think that's something that was probably a missed opportunity, but again, they, I don't think they were creating this movie for that reason. 
Yeah, like you said, Rashawn, the title, Judas and the Black Messiah, yo. Like just the betrayal. It's in the it's in the title, but yeah. it's still hard to watch. Yeah. You know it's gonna come. But it does make you think about integrity. Yeah. And you know, what would you do if you're in that situation? Everybody would like to say, I would tell the FBI to fuck off, but not everybody built like that. It's exactly. not that easy. And that's the reality of that too. Right. Especially too, as you see in the movie, the FBI wasn't just paying him, the FBI was manipulating him as well. Yep. The FBI was lying to him saying this and this was gonna happen, or setting him up saying someone someone else is gonna take the fall for this reason or whatever, you know, but just feeding him false information as well. So yep. right. So love how I love how a podcast come full circle. You can either be Bobby Shmurda or Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you look at that you just wrapped it up so nicely Does anybody else got anything to say I wanted to give a little shout out for, for the end of Black History Month there was a story that I think was last week where um, a, w, a former WNBA player Renee Montgomery um, became part of a three person ownership group for the Atlanta Dream Mm-hmm. So she becomes the first uh, former uh, NBA player to have ownership and executive, be an owner and executive of a WNBA team. And so nice. there's a story uh, on a bunch of different uh, platforms, but I just thought it was a really cool moment. You know, she spoke about the people that kind of influenced her to realize that this was a possibility for her to get on this ownership uh, committee of these three people. But just to see, you know, our black queens, you know, doing big things to see black people, you know, actually being in the ownership role, you know, especially for an NBA, WNBA team. We don't see enough of that. Mm. So I, you know, I definitely had to give her a shout out, her and, and anybody else doing anything big, you know, to be able to see those changes. Hopefully that encourages more people to do things like that, to take that step, take that leap. Word. That's awesome. Luke, did you choose somebody for your uh, Instagram? Yeah, I actually just, I actually just, well, in the process of posting it. So since we had just talked about them, I put Bill Russell and uh, Wilt Chamberlain. It's the picture of them like going up. uh, I think Wilt Chamberlain's taking a shot and Bill Russell's blocking it. But I might just kind of do like a splurge today for my last day. Just kind of do like 10 people just to kind of blow up uh, social media. So I might just choose a bunch of random people because I don't think I've done Stevie Wonder yet. I don't think I've done... Ray Charles yet. Shout out, shout out to Stevie though, because he said he said he's done with this shit, bro. He said he's seen it all, which I was like, oh, okay, that's okay. He said he's he, seen it all. Yeah, he said he he said I see it all moving to Africa. So I said, okay, bro. <laughs> he's divorcing his wife. He said he never want to see her again. Yeah. Hey, just because the end of February doesn't mean black maybe you found has out. to stop, you know. Maybe still Yeah, it's true. You still uh, recognize what you say, D? Black history is every day. Black history is every day, King. That's oh, right, hey, man. For real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, in the closing hours, we just got to give a shout out to Dr. Umar Johnson, yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Doctor. Doctor. All your homies on that drug list. All the family fuck up split. All the minds cut, rocked it. All that trying to hood, love it. It's too late for you. It's too late for me.